Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of my podcast, Is Breakfast Included? How you guys doing? Good? Good. Good. Uh, this intro may be a little bit long today because today's episode marks one year of Is Breakfast Included? And I want to do uh, a few thank yous. I want to uh, do a few shout outs. Thanks to everyone who subscribed, the people that reviewed, the people that liked our comments on Instagram or liked our pictures rather and commented and just has spread the word of this podcast. Uh, we are extremely thankful. Now, um, I also want to thank all the guests that have agreed to do this. Like I was nobody and I would call people and without even knowing me, sometimes they would just say, yeah, I'll do it. And it was great. Thanks to Leah Lane for kicking this whole thing off. Now on to the important stuff. I mean, it's all important, right? Um, when I started this podcast a year ago, I didn't know what I was doing. Still kind of don't know what I was doing. I am uh, a tech, but audio was not my thing. I didn't know you had to talk into mics. I didn't know that um, how to how to speak properly. I was always trying to sound like a robot, and that wasn't the way to go. Anyway, my partner in crime, my partner in podcasts, uh, Lisa Letterman was there for the save. She was there pushing me when I didn't want to do it. She was there pushing me when it was just kind of half-assed. And she'd say, you know, you can do better. And then when I would do better, she'd say, you can do better than better. Um, for keeping the Instagram, the Facebook, all the social media going, that is the stuff that I cannot deal with. And without her help this year, without her being there to push me, uh, I probably would have put out about five, maybe six, maybe 10 episodes, and they would have been all half-assed. There would probably be no Instagram. It would just not be what it is. So thank you to Lisa Letterman, my partner at Is Breakfast Included. I'd also like to thank our significant others, Jordan Letterman and Diane Myers, for putting up with us while we try and put this together every week. It seems like every week it's a it's a mad dash to Friday. So thank you to them. Thank you to the uh, unpaid interns, Cooper, Tasty, and Buddy, who just kind of sit around and do nothing. They don't even fetch coffee, but I'm going to thank them anyway. Anyway, um, thank you guys. I hope you share this podcast. I hope if you haven't subscribed, subscribe to it. Uh, that would help us out tremendously. We got a lot of stuff planned for season two. Uh, we may take a week off. We may not. We're not sure yet. We're not sure yet. But this is episode 52. And today's guest is my friend Jaleesa Jesse, who goes by Chief Cleopatra. She's an up-and-coming artist out of Austin, Texas. She is releasing her EP Luna today, March 4th on all streaming platforms. Go check it out. She's showcasing at Austin South by Southwest. Uh, I've been watching this girl perform, uh, turn into the musician she is since she was in her teens. And man, what a musician she turned out to be. What an entertainer she turned out to be. Anyway, we had a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Let's check it out. Okay. 
All right. Cool. Here we go. All right. Tell everyone who you are, where are you from, what you do. <laughs> hey, guys. My name is uh, Chief Cleopatra, uh, Jaleesa Jesse. I'm from Corsicana, Texas, and I am a singer-songwriter based in Austin, Texas. Right on. Corsicana. People are going to think that I only interview people from Corsicana. <laughs> You're the third. Well, You're the third. <laughs> maybe they're just special people from Corsicana. There's something know? in the That's water, probably. right? Something in the water. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, before we get started, like, tell me how you got in the music. Like, I remember you. I had a shop in Corsicana, and you used to come in with a group of kids, kids to <laughs> me, and you all were really talented. You all wanted to do something. And as far as I know, you're the only one still making music. Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy. I'm, you know, I'm still friends with, well, a, a handful of those people. And I think uh, one of the people may actually two of those people, they might be playing music in Dallas, but that, yeah, that's about it. Really. Uh, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> right on. Well, how'd you get started? Um, so, it really just started with me being in the church uh, when I was younger and just kind of just having uh, all those um, uh, voices being heard in the choir and in the congregation and just kind of, you know, learning melody and, and all that stuff uh, as a kid. Um, but, yeah, that's how it started. And then I just started playing piano or wanting to play piano uh, when I was a kid because my, my older sister played. And it's just one of those things like, oh, I want to do it because she does it. Um, and so that kind of happened where I developed an ear playing piano, even though I didn't stick with it. Cause I hated, uh, I hated doing, uh, I hated sitting down and having discipline, you know, like <laughs> sitting there for like 30, 45 minutes and playing. And I don't want to play. And my mom's in the back of, you know, of the, of the house. And she's like, I don't hear you playing. And I hated that. So I just stopped. And uh, then I, I discovered uh, drums um, very shortly after that. And, you know, probably about nine or 10, that's when I kind of got hooked on, really hooked on like playing, playing music and knowing I had some type of gift to, to do it. So. so drums was your first foray into like, I mean, piano, but drums was right. the first thing you really gravitated towards. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember like I wanted to learn how to play guitar and uh, my dad had this guy that he knew from work that was like a vietnam vet who uh played guitar really well but my mom thought he was like kind of crazy or something <laughs> like that so she didn't want me to like the dude <laughs> so I, was, I, I remember being kind of bummed because at that time i was listening to like Jimi hendrix and you know queens of the stone age and all led zeppelin um and so but she was like well why don't you why don't you try drums you know and i was like oh what well, you know and then and then just realizing <laughs> that i actually you know I had I had time, like a rhythm, rhythm time to, to, to do it. So it just it just seemed so fun. So yeah, but drums just captivated me at one point. And who were your early influences in drums? As oh drummer? gosh, <laughs> uh, Buddy Miles, uh, John Bonham, um, you know John Theodore too. Uh, I'm trying to think. Are the Even Mars like Volta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those first, those three albums, uh, uh, De Laust and then um, uh, Francis, Francis the, Mute. the Mute. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what was it? Uh, Antitexture or, or Antitexture or something like that. I yeah. forgot. Yeah. But yeah, John Theodore was my, my dude. I mean, I, I just I studied him and I practiced and uh, even like, you know, 
really, like I said, in Queens of Stone Age, listening to uh, Songs for the Deaf, you know, because that was just like a big year. They came out and um, just, you know, discovering Dave's Grohl's many um, uh, extension of talents as far as like drumming goes. I mean, it was really cool. So, yeah, some greats in there. So um, coming from Corsicana, you can either go north or south. So once you reached a point in Corsicana that you said, I had to, I got to move on. I got to go where the music is. Why did you pick Austin? Oh, I mean, it, sheesh, Austin's just a place to be. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, I just, I just remember, um, I think I went to, I visited Austin. I think it was like for my 21st birthday or something like that. And I really got to like get into the scene and, and just like, peep what was going on and um and I think after that I told my mom it might be when I was 20 but I remember telling my mom I was like I'm moving to Austin because you know at that point um I think I was in a band in Corsicana a little bit uh with, with some peeps and but I I it didn't really go anywhere so I was just like well I want to try Austin and uh, I moved to Austin after that I moved to Austin I was there for about a year and I quickly found out that, you know, I was not equipped for city life uh, <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> so I moved back to Corsicana for about a year. And then um, I got accepted into Texas State um, about a year later. And so that kind of prompted me to move back to that way. Um, so ended up not going to Texas State. <laughs> so um, just because of like situations, but, uh, I ended up just working at HEB in San Marcos for about three years and, uh, the job promotion that I got, uh, put me back into Austin. And at that point I kind of just stopped, uh, with the music thing because, you know, I'd been in all these bands and stuff never panned out. And, uh, but you know, somebody randomly hit me up when I moved back to Austin, uh, back in maybe 2017, and, you know, they heard my demos through a friend and they wanted to work with me. I was like, oh, crap. Like, OK. So, you know, I just tried it again. And uh, kind of that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so yeah. have your uh, have your parents always been supportive of, of your music career? Yeah. Have your uh, yeah, choice you know, in career, should I say? <laughs> you know what? I will honestly say no at first, because I think, you know, I was I was so young and I I will not lie, like I dabbled in things and I didn't stick to things and you know quit things and all this stuff. But uh, but for me personally, music has always been like a thing that I've always like consistently uh, loved and and, and and loved performing. But anyways, but my parents didn't think that you know <laughs> like so. Um, but you know, as I've gotten older and they've seen the progress, you know, all the things that's been happening to me now. Um, they have been so supportive and in, in, in about it. And I think they really just wanted a, a, a hard excuse to be about it, you know, and not that they weren't going to support me, but they just needed to know I was for real. So, you know, uh, it's just been real big indicators the last few years that, uh, you know, this is something that everybody's taking serious. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, it's cool. Um, I have a question about when you went back to course, Can I, you know, I, of course, am from Corsican as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, how did it feel like chasing something, going to Austin, where, I mean, it is a music city, and mm -hmm. 
having these big dreams in your head and then having to come back? Was it kind of deflating? Uh, Was it something like, I'm going to come back, I'm going to get my footing, and then I'm going to go back? Or were you just kind of like, ah, it didn't work? You yeah. Know? Because, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like, I see that, and I have seen that in my life. A lot of people come from a small town like Corsicana. We'll use Corsicana as, as an example that <laughs> yeah. that run off to do these things. These They have these this idea, and then... It just doesn't work. So they come back and, you know, they're hanging out at the local bars talking about that one year they spent away forever. Yeah. It gets to that point, right? It can. Um, Yeah. It was really crushing to come back home. I actually moved back home New Year's Eve night. Uh, I, I just, yeah. And I just remember feeling that like, freak man like i wanted to make it work so bad and i had the taste for it and and just having to come home was kind of it felt a little debilitating in a sense and then i you know maybe going into that year uh i just told myself like yeah i can't be here because you know i I kept getting in in situations in corsicana because it's it's such a small town and you you don't have room to grow or do anything and it's easy to get comfortable right Yes, yes, it's very easy. And there's and there's nothing wrong with Corsicana. I just it's just not for everyone, especially you know with someone as as weird as I am. I, I you know <laughs> in Corsicana, you know I, I just I just never felt like I I fit in like um like how most people do. And so it was just I think it was just in me that I was I was never going to really stay in Corsicana, and I, I I knew I was just regrouping and trying to find myself back again so i could go back that way i just didn't know when but you know happy it happened regardless (laughs) and you said uh someone heard your demos reached out to you wanted to work with you how soon after that did you find your footing and it was was it a situation where like once the ball started rolling and you started working with people who had the same vision or did you have to go through a few people to find what you were looking for Oh, well, yeah, I kind of had to go through a few people to find what I was looking for. Um, the guy that hit me up, uh, who was a mutual friend of my my guitarist, uh, Leonard Martinez, um, He, we, we went through him and he wanted to start a band with me and all this stuff and wanted to record me and this and that. And at first it seemed like a really cool idea, but yeah, um, things started, you know, uh, started falling apart um for whatever reasons and uh yeah i had to kind of had to kind of reshape things and at this point i was already kind of working on an ep uh with this person and i took that decision to be like you know what this isn't working uh, and so i i just had to had to keep moving and then eventually that was about maybe but then within that year i started you know rehearsing with bands again and doing this and doing that musically so um I just told Leonard, I was like, hey, you know, because he was kind of getting sick and tired of this dude, too, because this dude was just really disrespectful and, and, you know, used drugs and all this stuff. So it was just like, you know, we don't need to be with this person. So I said, Lenny, like, you want to come with me? I'm 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 going to try to do this solo thing, man. But I want you here with me because I think you're stellar. And uh, Lenny came with me blindly, not really knowing, but he, he trusted in me. And so we started, you know, maneuvering different musicians into the mix and um you know it, it 
it ended up where I'm with the band I have now. Um, but uh, it was definitely some learning lessons with that. I mean, that that dude uh, who we were with, he ended up actually taking the music that I wrote and tried to uh, um, put it out under his name, <laughs> you know? Like, after I, like, uh, left and stuff like that, like, that's how bitter the suit was. I mean, he had put it on different music platforms and everything. It was just, it was wild. Stuff that hasn't even, it wasn't even released yet. So, um, wow. I had to deal with that. Yeah. Um, while trying to find my, my own, um, way as a solo artist in, in 2018. And, um, but ended up taking care of that. And then, you know, 2019, I released, uh, the EP, um, the acoustic EP, the first EP, uh, Lenny and Lisa volume one. Uh, and then it just kind of, I started booking, I didn't have a manager at the time. I started booking my own shows. I just started, uh, I really just started bugging the crap out of all these venues to let me play. <laughs> and, uh, they finally, you know, some finally did let me play. And then I just started getting this buzz around town or the city about how good my set was, even though I didn't have any material really. And, that's kind of how it started, you know, yeah. the whole Chief Cleopatra, yeah. And let's let's talk about that a little bit. Chief Cleopatra, that sounds pretty badass, just yeah. right off the bat. Like, it, it, it doesn't matter. Like, you guys could come in and suck, but that name, that <laughs> moniker is pretty killer. You don't, Thanks. you don't, because I've heard your music, but... <laughs> How did what 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 does that stem from? Did you always have that idea that I'm gonna be known as this rather than go by Jalisa, you know? No, not really. Like, I mean, the last thing I was in, it was supposed to be like Lisa Jesse and the Sound Shifters, and uh, uh, there there was one point in my life where I was young and and really you know was into like EDM and dubstep, you know, and all that stuff, and I used to go to this club. Uh, in Austin called Barcelona and they just have like the dopest music you would hear from all these DJs and stuff and you know at the time I I didn't have any equipment or anything but I was like man I kind of want to be a DJ I want to try that out so I just started fantasizing thinking about names and stuff and uh, I thought like my moniker would be like Tiger Lily or something and I looked that up that was taken just you know and I was like oh okay and so I just started thinking about like that and I started thinking about like the Lost Boys and started thinking about Chief and I was like, oh, well, what feminine, powerful name can go with that? And it's just like Cleopatra. So it just came about. I was never supposed to do anything with Chief Cleopatra. <laughs> <laughs> um, but once, you know, this solo thing came about, the opportunity came about. And I was like, well, why not? So it actually was a good decision that I had made to use that, that name. So, <laughs> yeah. And you've taken this whole, like, aesthetic that goes with your name. Like, you've got your own thing going. Like now, when I even if someone even says Cleopatra, I think of you because oh. <laughs> because you've got this image that goes with your, you know, with we'll call it your name, you know, Chief Cleopatra. <laughs> yeah. Is that something that you once once you once you settled on that, you're like, okay, now I got to come up with a look. I want people to remember me. See, and the thing is, like. I think I'm still trying to find my look. Honestly, I'm just kind of going with the flow of what feels cool to me to wear. And I think it just kind of comes naturally. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just spur them. Okay, Chief Cleopatra, like, what am I going to wear on stage and this and that? Um, but, yeah, I think I'm still really um, – I, I think I'm I'm there. And, I, and I'm so, like, uh, appreciative that, you know, there is an image already out there of me that people can see, you know. 
Um, but it's but still yeah, evolving. It's still evolving. And I, I, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm itching to get more tattoos. I'm itching to just, <laughs> <laughs> to just be this person. Um, and, uh, I, I think, but yeah, I think I'm in definitely a, a, the right direction. So let's yeah. So you released your first EP in 2019, mm-hmm. started banging on the doors of local venues, getting your name out mm-hmm. there, and then everything shuts down. Oh my God. How yeah. did you keep, <laughs> how did you keep the interest up? how did you spend that time? Did you do a lot of writing or did you, you know? Oh, actually, it, you know, it was quite the opposite. Like everybody kept telling I me, mean, cause that was the first year we, um, uh, we got accepted as an official showcase. South um, by Southwest, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. And then when that happened, because, you know, they shut it down right in February before it happened. So we were all geared up for that, you know. And then, um, honestly, it really took toll on me. It was it was kind of depressing, you know. And uh, I know everybody around me, even my managers, um, when I got them uh, at the time, they were like, you know, well, this is everybody, you know, it's just a great time to be writing music, you know. And I was just like, well, yeah. I guess it is, but you know, when you don't have that that drive or that that you know that that um, use to want to write, you know, it gets kind of hard. So um, the the thing I think that saved all that was that um, the pandemic, you know, everything started to slow down, and you know, bands from Austin that you normally wouldn't hear about started to gain more attention, and I was one of them. Um, and so I started getting interviewed more with like the radio stations and stuff like that, uh, mm-hmm. during the pandemic, uh, even during like the black lives matter movement and all this. Um, and there was a radio station that kind of misquoted me on what I said. And so I took to, um, Instagram and kind of just said my piece on what I wanted to really say. And I mentioned, uh, Walker Lukens and, uh, the moving pan- panoramas as like two of the, um, um, to the artists around, you know, that, that, uh, get on the radio. And, and anyway, so Walker Lukens reached out to me <laughs> and he said, I didn't know you at all, uh, until you said my name and now I can't stop listening to your music. So during the pandemic, he asked me if I wanted to, uh, get in the studio and, and start working on some stuff. And that's kind of what happened. So the, during the pandemic, I started getting in the studio, um, and I was just working and creating, with uh, Walker and my guitarist uh, Leonard, and started working with some amazing people. At that, uh, people I would have never thought I would have worked with, uh, like Bright Light Social Hour. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how, how the pandemic turned out. <laughs> and what was it like? Like, what was it like having someone you admired uh, reach out to you and say, "Hey, uh, man, let's do something." Uh, it was. It just didn't seem real. I mean, I remember sitting in my room maybe back in like 2016 or whatever maybe 2015 and I just remember like I was off the day listening to Dallas Green and looking at like record labels here in the city uh which Walker was on uh Modern Outsider it still is on Modern Outsider and anyways I just remember seeing that and seeing moving panoramas and him and all these other people and I was like man I just god I just want to be on this record label so the fact that he reached out to me like years later and I started working with them. It, it truly is mind blowing, and we're we're still really tight. So uh, he just helped me. Yeah, he just helped me actually perform uh, a performance at the radio station KETX for my Artist of the Month. 
So that was that was really dope. Right on. Uh, right around uh, in 2021, you released a single uh, and video, Friends. Yeah. And you were compared to Santi Gold. Yeah. That, that, that's, I, that's a, that is a. That was major. <laughs> yeah, right? That felt good. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Is that the something that, that you were yeah. aiming for? Is that just something people picked up? Is she well, an influence? Know, yes, definitely. Yeah, when I so um, the songs that I that I kind of have that are released now that are on this new EP like Dreamlights and um, and uh, Fortuity and the Nine Inch Nail, which uh, hasn't been released yet. Those have been songs that I worked on on GarageBand on my app uh, on my phone, and like I always had like the Santi Gold uh, influence behind it because they, you have all this industrial tech. Uh, drum beats that you can use on GarageBand and then these synthesizers. So I already had these ideas coming to Walkroom and, you know, we just magnified it really. And, and yeah, she, she was always kind of an influence behind uh, this kind of this EP that's about to come out. Oh, right on, right on. And uh, <laughs> let me, let me ask you this, like coming from a small town, um, to what you're doing now, is there anything you would have changed, uh, you would have done differently for everything you know now, what you've done, you know, the first time around? Oh, boy. <laughs> or would you, have, would you have wanted it to to be the way it, to act out the way it did because of where you are now? Like, You know, I think I want, I would want it to act out the way it is because I feel like I think I had the talent and the gift to do this, you know, when I was younger in my twenties, but I think I would have burnt out because I didn't know any better. And, you know, I, I think I would have definitely uh, not had the maturity that I do now to handle these certain situations. So uh, especially like, you know, interviewing and just all the pressures that come with, you know, uh, being a new kid in town and having like the, the spotlight on you and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I feel like yeah, I'm I'm happy with how everything has turned out because I feel like it, it just it just probably wouldn't have worked out <laughs> in my 20s. I probably I probably would have been in Corsicana still, uh, <laughs> like trying to make this thing work out and 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 not play it right. So From I think there. I'm playing it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think I'm playing it right pretty well now. So no, I don't I don't really regret anything. I, I think I think there are times where I probably could have not procrastinated and 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 did certain things, you know. But overall, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy. And yeah. So. Yeah. I think what a lot of people, a lot of folks don't get is that like right now, Chief Cleopatra is getting a lot of attention, mm. you know, like you, people are, are talking about you and your band. Um, but a, what folks don't understand is there's a lot of years where nobody cares about you. <laughs> you know, so now, yeah. you know, that, that it's, it's hard for someone to handle if you haven't gone through that. Like if it would have happened the first time around really quick in your early twenties, uh, you probably would have burnt out by now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. All right. Like no doubt, <laughs> like, you know, cause I, I mean, I was rambunctious. So, you know, the people, our friends I hung out with, you know, we were just young and trying to have a good time and, 
felt like we were like young rock stars or whatever already. Like, so I could only imagine if I got success or fame at that point. I probably, yeah. So, yeah. you know, it worked out. Yeah, it worked out. <laughs> What's the biggest misconception about Austin that a lot of uh, people not from Austin What's the biggest misconception about it? Like a lot of people say Austin, oh, Antones, oh, Sixth Street, the music. But if you're if you are a Austin local, you know, what's uh, <laughs> I think people just get really hyped up about Austin, you know, they come to festivals and yes, there I mean there's there's shows all, all the time. There's shows, but like there's not shows all the time and you know, I think people think Austin's just so hype all the time. Pretty, Austin's pretty chill. Yeah. You know, like for the most part. Um, but I think a lot of people come in just ready to party and just, you know, and be out. And uh, everybody wants to be somewhere in Austin. And uh, the, the new people that come in, and, and it's just it's 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 amazing how much Austin is is growing. Um, uh, like every month, I feel like some. I think they said like a hundred people move in. Like a day or something like that every two days or something like that. So it's like, I, I think the misconception really is just like, it's just a party city. <laughs> like it, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's cool. It's a great city, but like when ACL is over and South by Southwest is over, it's just another know, city. It's just another city, you know, we're just chilling on it yeah. and hoping to have some brunch on Sunday and just, you know, just <laughs> chill and get through the week. So yeah, we're old folks here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what do, what do you have going on right now? What do you got coming up? Oh man, so um, I have I have a official showcase at South by uh, coming up March sixteenth uh, with my record label. Uh, it's going to be like twelve of us on this showcase, and that's going to be pretty big. I think uh, I hopefully got um, this Jack Daniels performance thing in the works and uh, i got another performance with ketx coming up uh called rock the park and that's coming up in april and hopefully doing some regional touring um between uh, late march and in, in april so we'll see regional touring meaning like all over texas texas oklahoma yeah. louisiana or? well so right now we're thinking Texas, but I think they're trying to get me in Oklahoma and they're trying to get me in Colorado. And um, I think also going into the fall, they're going to try to get me going into the West Coast. So um, but right now, yeah, they're trying to get me touring regional with like San Antonio, Houston, Dallas. Yeah. And uh, even trying to get me a show in Corsicana, which is, you know, kind of wild. But uh, that hey. is uh Gotta give back, right? <laughs> Gotta give back. I, I'm really excited. If we get it going, I'm I'm so excited. Like, let's get it. <laughs> and you got an EP coming out too, right? I have, yes, and of course I have my EP coming out. Uh yeah. Yeah. Um Luna. Luna is the EP. I'm excited. And that's um, released on March fourth? March fourth. March fourth, yeah. And we will be um, able to get it on all streaming platforms. It's going to be everywhere. Park the band's going to put the thing everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, real excited. Real excited that I got to to join with them um, and had that opportunity. That was I actually met them. Uh, they reached out to me, actually, in the second uh, year I had. I was at South by Southwest. And so, um, without even hearing the new stuff. So, when they heard the new stuff, they were just super pumped. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. All right on, man. Well, I got a couple of questions for you that that are going to show how Austin you really are, okay? Okay. (laughs) All right. Nice. These are, uh, like, I guess they're rapid fire, but I only have a couple of them. Okay, Franklin's (laughs) or Salt Lick? Oh, Salt Lick. (laughs) (laughs) Chili's or the Texas Chili Parlor? Texas Chili Parlor all the way. Oh, my God, that mac and cheese is the... Woo! Like, so random, but yes, anyway. You know, I was there in October, and I think I ate there like 10 times. It's so good. Yeah. Their white chicken chili. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Well, Lisa, the, the name of my podcast is called Is Breakfast Included? Um, and if breakfast was included, what would you have? Oh, my God. So there's like, you know, for one thing, I, I enjoy that your t- your title is that because I love breakfast all day. <laughs> so um, there is this place called Snooze. I I'm pretty sure you may have heard of it. I think it's, they I have one Snooze. up there. Oh, boy. <laughs> so they have this uh, cinnamon roll pancake, uh, but it's called the sinful pancake because it has like bacon in it as well but it's just like the cinnamon roll infused pancake and it is delicious and i could eat that probably every day if i could and they put like this vanilla kind of syrup on top of it oh my god yeah nice nice yeah and a chicharron taco maybe with some egg and avocado or something i don't know that you know if i'm just gonna really get gritty about it but (laughs) i'm gonna go and tell you like that's a that's a texas thing the teacher on Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy I discovered that. I don't even remember when I did, but I, I, I'm i happy. I, I've never looked back ever since teacher on came in my life. So yeah. <laughs> Not many people get that, but if they had one, they would know. They would know. Uh, if you know, you know, right? If you know, you know. Push it T. Like, yeah, if you if you get the right type, you go to the right place, get the teacher on. Oh my God. You're for true. <laughs> 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 well yeah. where can they find you on social media um so you can find me on instagram you can find me on twitter facebook um i am neglecting tiktok but maybe soon but yeah i'm on those three handles for sure uh chief cleopatra you can't miss me give me a follow um listen to the music yeah just stay tuned well I'm going to say this. I usually end, always try and compliment my guest. Uh, like I said, I remember you coming in my shop. I wasn't in Court Scanner for long, but I remember you guys, all you little punk kids coming in there, just <laughs> hanging out, always playing your instruments, always making music. And um, it just makes me so happy that you're still doing it. The success that you're currently getting makes me happy and that ep you sent me is really as the kids would say off the chain do they say that anymore yeah. or is that uh, old? is that like I a say few that, years ago so, <laughs> i still say it so you know these kids need to learn the lingo that's all <laughs> I'll, I'll say it like from my generation that was rad the very oh, rad yeah. ep <laughs> <laughs> that means so much more <laughs> Anyway, I appreciate you doing this. I'm so happy for you. And um, yeah, I'm going to keep my eye on you. Uh, Well, thank you, Bernie. Thank you for having me on your podcast. And yeah, hope to talk to you soon. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye.
Right on, Chief Cleopatra. You can find out more about her at thegrowmanagement.com. Check out what she's got going out. Like I said, her EP, Luna, dropped today. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. If you're at South by Southwest, make sure you check out her showcase. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, guys. Once again, thank you for making this first year of Is Breakfast Included a great year. Thank you to Lisa. Thank you to Jordan, Diane, Cooper, Tasty, Buddy. Thank you to everyone who listened, shared, liked, all the guests that agreed to do this. Season two it's going to be that much better. All right, guys, I'm done. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next week. Maybe. Maybe.